You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The only way I can see Mason Strong being a part of this is if they do let him play down the stretch and say, hey, look, you know, we, we made a mistake. We would like you to come back and be the number two here. This is Saverin on Steelers. Welcome to all in Steelers Nation and welcome to the Saverin on Steelers podcast. Thanks for finding us again. Hope you're enjoying this Steelers only content. We post up twice per week through the Steeler season. If you enjoy what we're putting out, I hope you are. Please let your friends and family and neighbors and anybody else you can think of, let them know. All they have to do is go to Steelers.com to find our podcast. Saverin on Steelers, that's the name. And, of course, the Steelers are the subject. Interesting game coming up on Sunday. I think it's kind of ironic that both teams have the identical records of 5-8. and eight. The difference is one is very much in playoff contention. The other is not. I think that's a fair assessment of the Steelers' situation. Both 5-8. and eight, But the big difference becomes geographical. Where are both teams placed? The NFC South is one of the worst divisions we've seen in quite some time. It is entirely possible that a team could win. It's happened before. It's entirely possible that that division could be won with a 500 or less than 500 record. But the Carolina Panthers are still very much involved. Tampa Bay leads the division, but they're a sub-500 team as well at 6-7. And And by the end of Sunday's games, Carolina could be tied for first place with a record of 6-8. So two teams that have been mediocre at best, I'm being kind, The difference is in the level of expectation. Certainly no one, but maybe some did. I did not. I did not anticipate they'd be 5-8 and at this point. I thought they'd be a fringe wild card contender. And maybe mathematically, technically they still are, but losing to Baltimore changed to me the entire dynamic. So the expectation for the Steelers, while not high, were higher than what we've seen on the record at 5-8. and eight. If you go to Carolina, I can't imagine that they're thrilled to be 5-8, and eight, but then again, that pretty much exceeds 
what their expectations, at least preseason, might have been. Now, at that point, you knew they were going to have quarterback issues. You knew whoever won the quarterback job, either Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or any of the others that they've tried, that was going to be a problem. But they still had, arguably, one of the best all-round players in the NFL and Christian McCaffrey, and I don't know that anyone anticipated that they would trade him to the 49ers as part of a rebuild strategy to get better draft picks, which they've gotten. And yet, even having done that, here they are, and it is kind of stilted a bit because of that awful division. They're 5-8, and eight, but they're still in contention. So maybe they're viewing this as a better-than-expected season. That being the case, one can certainly expect the Carolina Panthers to go all out Sunday. They're very much alive and have a lot to gain with a win. And in their case, it would appear, unless they win out, which is doubtful, that winning the division is their only path to the playoffs. Too many other good teams in the NFC will gobble up the remaining wildcard spots. What's the attitude for the Steelers like? What's it going to be? Now, players want to win. They want to play hard. There's a lot of pride. You don't get to be at that level unless you're a very prideful individual. You're just not getting there. Not going to happen for you. But there's something more that's inside an athlete. You go in wanting to do your best, but sometimes you just don't feel it. The term is teams come off flat. And they may have great practices all week long and figure they're ready to go but it's not quite the same as necessary to win and to play well. I think we can put away the notion that losing the game would be beneficial to their draft status, and maybe you as a fan feel that way. Maybe deep down inside, Steelers management feels that way. You want to win every game, But in this case, there is an upside to losing a game. Again, the players don't care about next year's draft. They are more concerned about how it affects them individually, their contract, their livelihood. Are they going to be in Pittsburgh? If they're going to be cut, contracts not renewed, they need to play well because other teams will see the tape on what they did when it still mattered. And maybe that's even a better barometer. Maybe you go into a game where the team doesn't benefit from winning, but you still play well. That says a lot about the player's character. It's a little bit premature to be talking about who should be rested, young players playing, 
There's still four games to go. And I would expect that that being the case, that you're going to see all the starters. And I think you will see that until such time as it becomes obvious that there are no playoffs. In other words, that will mean mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And that may not come even after this week or next when they play the Raiders on Saturday night. So if you followed Mike Tomlin, I think you get an idea of how he's going to play it. He's going to play it like it was the Super Bowl. But what will that look like? Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're joined now by Joe Rudder. Joe has covered the Steelers for a long time for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Does a great job being the beat man for the trip, covering the Steelers. This game has a lot of meaning, really, for Carolina because of the numbers I just stated. Uh, the Steelers, not so much. You're around the team. Is there any vibe you get on how they're approaching this game? And how do you think Tomlin will play it in terms of, you know, not sitting regulars, but mixing in younger players to begin getting a view? Or is it too early for that with four games remaining? I don't think it is too early for that, but I don't think they're going in with that mentality. Terrell Austin uh, dismissed that rather uh, decisively yesterday, whether it was time to start playing some young guys. He said their goal is to still win. Um, But I think they're going to have to play some younger guys. Miles Jack hasn't practiced so far this week, and he was walking very gingerly through the locker room yesterday. So I'd be surprised if he's able to play. So maybe you got a Mark Robinson gets a – helmet for the second time this year. Uh, DeMarvin Leal, you know, they're going to want to see what he can do along with uh, Isaiah Loudermilk. You know, and that coincides yeah. with the Chris Wormley injury. So I think they're going to play these guys more out of necessity rather than, hey, let's you know, look towards next season. Is that really just, um, you know, a matter of semantics? Um, it's something they want to do but can't say they will because they don't want to appear like they're giving up on the season or giving up on any one game. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they can frame it that way to make it look like, you know, that this, this is what they have at their disposal, so they have to play these guys. But I, I think realistically, you're going to have to, you know, look towards next season, and that's something really Mike Tomlin hasn't had to do. I think he's had one meaningless game in his career here. 
you know, you know, I don't think for his, well, maybe he is trying to, you know, still go for the, you know, the winning season, which, you know, is, is unlikely, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they have to recognize the fact that they've got to get some of these younger guys in there and start playing. And maybe you see more Connor Hayward on offense. Uh, you know, I don't know what, you know, if Jalen Warren, you know, gets more of a 50, 50 split with Najee Harris, um, you know, and then I think when Kenny Pickett's cleared, I think they're going to have to go back to him and, you know, finish out the season to, you know, keep his development on track. Would you be surprised if anyone other than Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback Sunday? I would be mildly surprised if it is Mason Rudolph. I mean, I think for all, you know, the all the, the talk that has, you know, surrounded it this week and Mason Rudolph is – you know, you know, he's gotten more snaps with the ones. I mean, I think as soon as they started splitting these snaps up, I think that was a sign that uh, Mr. or uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, they're going to sit him out this week and give him another week to heal up. And I, you know, and the explanation Matt Canada gave us does make sense that you know if something happened and you have to turn to Mason Rudolph, you don't want him to go in without having any reps with the, the ones. So I think they were splitting it up this week to get him ready, uh, not necessarily maybe to start, but in case, you know, Mitch Trubisky has a bad performance or, you know, there is another injury in this game. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, you know, how how long of a leech would Trubisky get? Um, you know, the one thing about him, uh, the interceptions, of course, stand out, and that's, you know, like a big wall. You never get a chance to peek beyond that wall. But he did move the team. But I'm wondering um, your thoughts on – how long a leash if Tomlin really wants to win this game, if, if Trubisky starts and isn't playing well, um, if he doesn't bring in Rudolph to yank him, um, but what benefit really is that? Well, I, I mean, I think I guess the only benefit would be that you've got two quarterbacks out there that really aren't a part of your future, and he's still trying to win games, so if Mitch Trubisky isn't doing it, then, you know, he, you know, he has, I don't think he'd have any problem going to Mason Rudolph you know, in a halftime situation or, you know, there's several series where Mitch Trubisky just doesn't play well. I mean, I know, I know he still wants to win games, even though it would probably be in the long-term best interest for this team to get a higher draft pick, but I don't think they think that way. So I think if they're going to go in with two veteran quarterbacks, he's going to use them at whatever way he thinks that, you know, he can, he can beat the Carolina Panthers. You know, you look for, uh, looking ahead a little bit past this game and even the rest of the season, we know that Mason Rudolph's going to be gone. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. I don't know what the market will be, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's bitter. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm sure he's uh, resents the fact he never really got an opportunity. Um, but is there any reason to think that Trubisky, who does have a year remaining on his contract, assuming the Steelers would want him, that he would be accepting of a backup role to Kenny Pickett next year? I, I don't think I don't see that happening. I mean, he he's you know he'd be owed eight million dollars next year, which I don't know if the Steelers would want to pay that much for a backup. I mean, you wouldn't have to pay the starter much because he's still on a rookie contract. But I think if the team's looking to upgrade in other areas, you you cut that salary down. Uh, now, the only way I could see Mason Rudolph being a part of this is if they do let him play down the stretch and say, hey, look, you know, we we made a mistake. We would like you to come back and be the number two here. But I don't know if that bridge has maybe been burned with him. So he might want a fresh start elsewhere. That would be the only unlikeliest of scenarios I could see playing out where Mason Rudolph could come back. But I think, you know, the way it's going right now, you can have Kenny Pickett next year and, you know, two other quarterbacks that, we you know, we don't know who their identities are. Maybe one's a late-round draft pick and the other's a veteran that's been bouncing around for a while. 
Yeah, that, that sure seems to be, um, you know, th- that way. Uh, I'm wondering how, I mean, they're committed to Kenny Pickett. There's no question about that. Um, I wonder if they'll do the same thing they've done with other veterans, you know, leaving uh, with free agent opportunities um, and pretty much saying, you know, go out there, see what is available, you know, see what the market will bear, uh, but keep us in mind if you don't get an offer that you like. Uh, and that, you know, for Terrell Edmonds was a, you know, is an example of that. Devin Bush might be an example of that. And I'm wondering how they handle that with Rudolph. But I also wonder if Rudolph feels, you never gave me a chance. I'm not coming back here. Well, you know, and if Mason Rudolph does feel that way, we don't know. He's been very he, – he's kept it very close to the vets. He's been very professional about this. If he does feel that way, I wouldn't blame him in the least. And I, I could see him wanting to go just to an entirely different scenario where he has a chance to just, you know, maybe compete for the backup role or, or somehow he'd be given a shot, you know, maybe with a team like a Carolina that, you know, has a has an uncertain quarterback situation for the future to get a chance to play there. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I would see it very unlikely unless the Steelers showed some kind of signs this year in the last four games that, that they, they would play him to show him, hey, look, you know, you know we, we need a number two next year. You know, we still want you here. But, again, I just think that's highly unlikely. Do you think that uh, Mitch Trubisky has uh, bad feelings about the way he's been treated? Uh, you know, maybe in his mind, yanked prematurely um, and, uh, you know, never uh, against the Jets, and it was early. You know, he comes back and he helps them win to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, now they have to turn to him. Now, if they were to start Rudolph, that would be the final nail in the coffin. Do you think that comes into play? Do you think the Trubisky yeah. um, harbors ill Oh, feelings? yeah. Definitely. I would think so. And, and, again, if they turned to Mason Rudolph at some point, I would think, yeah, that would be the nail in the coffin for him. But, you know, and I, and I think it goes back, too, to, you know, Kenny Pickett had that concussion. Mitch Trubisky came in and helped them win. Now they're going on the road next week. And, you know, Kenny Pickett was clear, took all the snaps and went in there. What I think the same thing would have been to do is let, you know, Mitch Trubisky play in that game down in Miami. But that didn't happen, and I'm thinking, if I'm Mitch Trubisky, wow, what do I got to do, you know, to get back in here? And as it turned out, you know, it was another injury to to Kenny Pickett that allowed him to do so. And you know, I, I think he probably feels he was taken out of the game prematurely, and was, is, you know, was brought in with certain promises, and you know, that he probably feels the Steelers didn't live up to him. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if that isn't the uh, not the beginning nor the end, but the continuation of a long-term trend. There have been veterans who have come in here, and sometimes I discount what players, you know, have to say. Sometimes they make up slights that really aren't there. They're not real. um, They're more imagined. Uh, But, you know, yeah, Melvin Ingram came in here uh, once upon a time. James Harrison, um, going back to Garrett Blunt. Uh, I'm wondering if this isn't a practice that the Steelers have engaged in. Well, you know, you'll do this and we'll have you do that. And then as time goes on, and I don't blame him for this, but the player feels like he was lied to. Yeah, I can see that being a you know a possibility. And, and players read you know people read things different ways. You know, one thing can be said to them, they interpret it as a when the other you know the team maybe intends B to be the truth in that. And you know things do get misconstrued. And you know you know Melvin Ingram is just the most recent example of that. And um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, in a way that could be hard to to get free agents to come in, but you know. Then again, the Steelers do have a fairly good reputation of, uh, you know, bringing these type of players, you know, other type of players, and you know, kind of, you know, like a Miles Jack, a Larry Ogunjobi, that have come in and, been, you know, 
firsthand than what you know they were promised. So, but yeah, I, I you know it is a little bit of a trend here that that has been going on for a little while under Mike Tomlin. Well, Ogan Joby's gotten a lot of starts when he's been healthy. He came here in a one-year deal. Uh, do you see him coming back here? I don't. I don't think so. I think at this point the Steelers need to get younger and better on the defensive line. I imagine they draft somebody first, second round there, and and you know see what they've got with these younger guys. Uh, you know, really, I mean, Larry Ogunjobi has done fine, but he has been banged up a lot. You know, came here coming off a pretty significant injury. Um, I, I think maybe he he. Yeah, I mean, it's a, he might be one of those guys they leave the door open and say, hey, if you don't get anything out there. You know, look to come back here uh, because they are going to have guys leaving. Chris Wormley at the end of his deal. Uh, Tyson Alou probably at the end of his career. Um, so they're going to have some openings on the defensive line, uh, you know, for the kind of money that, you know, Larry Ogunjobi might want to get out there. I mean, he had a chance to get a huge contract before he didn't fail his physical. Maybe he thinks he can parlay that into something bigger on the open market, you know, in this, free, you know, in this year. And, and the other thing to look at, too, is they've got to make some decisions in the secondary, with you know, they want to bring Akella Witherspoon back. William Jackson's still on the roster. He'll make $8 million next year. I, I think yeah. they'll you know, take him to training camp to see what he has. I don't expect them to pay him that kind of money. You have Levi Wallace, who's also on a two-year deal. Camp Sutton, who's going to be a free agent. So, you know, there's a lot of factors at play on this defense with some of their older players. By the way, just a, a couple of moments ago, Mike Tomlin addressed the media, and Kenny Pickett is officially listed as doubtful which is probably code for he's not playing. And Tomlin said they'll announce the starting quarterback tomorrow. So um, uh, why tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, maybe to give Carolina, you know, some question marks. So th- there's that. Um, just looking ahead, and I hate to get involved in this. It's just too early. Um, you know, we got all the way until May to worry about it. But you mentioned the secondary um, I have no idea, you know, the talent level in college, at which position, what's strong, what is not. But clearly offensive line is an area. But I'm wondering if they draft highly enough, Joe, if they don't seek a stud cover corner. That would be one of their needs. I mean, that's been an issue. That's been a big issue this year, um, which is why I think maybe like a guy like James Pierre, hey, maybe you use him the, you know, the last few games of the year to get a longer look at him to see what he has because they're going to have some openings there in the secondary next year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be, you know, I think a lot of you know, the defense is going to, I think, have a lot of holes to fill for next season and, and as well as the offensive line. I think, you know, you look at those three positions and uh, that's probably where they have to target their first two, three picks. Yep, which all should be high and some of the how high they are might be well determined uh, a great deal by what happens Sunday in Carolina. Joe, enjoy your trip down there. Uh, also, enjoy your uh, lunch, the pizza for lunch. <laughs> I will do that. I, I, you, I'm going to be heading out the door any moment now, so I'm going to go right to the first pizza place I see. All right. Well, try to make it caliente since they're uh, one of our sponsors. I, it, seriously, Joe, thanks for being here. Sounds good. Anytime, Stan. Our deep thanks to Joe Rudder for taking the time to be with us on this Savern on Sports uh, Savernon Steelers, excuse me, I'll get to Savernon Sports momentarily. Uh, Joe Rudder of the Trib, you can read him online um, and check him out on Twitter at Trib Joe Rudder. Speaking of Savernon Sports, that's the name of my daily show on ESPN Pittsburgh. You can get that very easily. Just download the iHeartMedia app. You can get 
our radio station, ESPN Pittsburgh, and I'm on noon to 2 daily. You can get it through the app and hear it anywhere you happen to be in Steelers Nation. Again, our Steelers uh, podcast, Saverin on Steelers, available at Steelers.com. Thanks for being with us today for Saverin on Steelers. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.